So J.J. Abrams is maybe making a new Superman and Green Lantern movie? Huh. Well, he kind of already did a Green Lantern movie. It was just called Star Trek. Oh, wait. Let's talk about what should be in a Green Lantern movie on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, or my sort of new book, The Chain, both of which are up on Project Shadow now, as is uh, the first chapter of Labyrinth of Souls, because I finally got there. <laughs> oh, I've been doing so much on this new website. I hope you like what we're doing. They're also available over on Wattpad if you prefer to read me over there. And I want to say thank you to at least one podcast listener who I believe has followed me over there. Your name, you at least have the same name as somebody who gave us a good review once. So I think you're the same person. Thank you so very much. That helps. Don't forget to vote on the stories. That helps a lot on Wattpad. Because voting and liking is very important. So if you haven't already rated this podcast... Please take a moment to do so in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out so much. It tells the algorithms to share the show with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better chance we have of interacting. And after all, community is what it is all about, at least for me. All right, so J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. I have such weird feelings every time J.J. Abrams' name comes up. Because it's not like I don't like his movies. I, I tend to enjoy them, but maybe not for the intended reason. Like, I kind of liked Cloverfield. I kind of liked Super 8. They were okay. Yeah, his Mission Impossible was fine. Though the series really took off when they just went... So what crazy thing do you want to do in this movie, Tom? Um, but that's not J.J.'s fault. His Star Trek movies were movies that had the word Star Trek applied to them. The Force Awakens was okay. It was, it was a fine start to the series. Hopefully his Rise of Skywalker will be better. It's going to be really hard to do... A really good Star Wars movie, though, because The Last Jedi was almost a perfect film for a Star Wars film. But yeah, so rumor has it he's going to be going over and doing the new Superman and Green Lantern. Part of me hopes that this rumor is true just because I'm getting tired of Green Lantern movies being dangled in front of me. Because, you know, you say whatever you want about Ryan Reynolds and his career. At the time he was cast to play Hal Jordan, I knew that movie was not going to work. <laughs> like, I just knew. And I, I think it was okay, but it was okay in the same way that, like, the 
Chris Evans' Fantastic Four movies are fun in that strange, campy, bizarre way. And also, the special edition of it is the one to watch because they cut out all the stuff that make the movie make sense because that's what you do when you put a movie in the theaters, right? So yeah, I love the Green Lantern Corps. I love Green Lantern. He, they, them are some of my favorite superheroes. And I've been waiting for them to get some love. That animated TV show was an animated TV show. They did a really good job with them on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. But that was a very long time ago. We've gotten some really good OVAs for them. So, you know, those original movies that DC does. So at least we have that, I guess. But I I do want this rumor to be true just because I want a Green Lantern movie. Preferably a good one, but hey, the more you can get the idea that Green Lantern should be in movies out there, the higher the likelihood that there will actually be one. Now, my concern about having J.J. do it is, you know, because it's J.J., there are going to be mystery boxes. And Green Lantern is kind of one of the best things to let him play with, because what is the emotional spectrum? He can put that in a mystery box that can slowly be picked at through the film series. That's fine. Maybe introduce Black Hand in the, very early on, like he was in the comics, by the way, long before Dark Blackest Night. Introduce him and have him be in a mystery box. Who's Black Hand and why is that a thing? That would be fun. That could be really fun. Because honestly, man, and this is because I'm a Green Lantern fan, I, I really want the big Avengers crossover movie for DC to be Blackest Night. I really want that to be a thing because that would look so good on move, movie screens. But they may have missed their opportunity because I don't know exactly how big zombies are anymore. I mean, we're going to find out because with Zombieland 2 coming out, We'll see if zombies can still bring people to the theater, but oh, superhero. I don't, I don't even like zombies, but superhero zombies are fun. Okay, so yeah, there are things that JJ can mystery box about them, especially with like the guardians of the universe. They could have lots of things in mystery boxes. So, yeah, I'm going to be, like, alright with the idea of JJ doing it, because I know he's going to mystery box it, and there's things that he can do that with. Now, a couple things that they need to really do is take some cues from Guardians of the Galaxy. Be weird. Be weird. Embrace the weirdness of the source material. Just go there. Don't, don't hold back. Don't even have it happen on earth. We, we had that movie. Nobody liked it. Few people liked it, but it, we've already had that movie. Let it happen in space. Have it be an ensemble cast. Introduce any Green Lantern you want. That's not named Guy Gardner because please, <laughs> any, 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 any of them, any Green Lantern except for Guy Gardner. And I'll be happy. 
But, you know, there's some basics that should be there. Introduce Mungo. Introduce weird ideas. Make it strange and entertaining and space operatic. Do the core wars. Don't, like, set up that eventually we're going to do the Sinestro core. You've already kind of done that. So let's just do that. Let's have that be the start. Do the Sinestro core war. Because then you can go through the other colors of the emotional spectrum and eventually get to the Blackest Night thing that I want so bad. And along the way, you can introduce the new gods. Because, you know, everything that happens in Brightest Day and with the White Lantern and then... Yeah, you see where I'm going with this? Anybody who's a Green Lantern fan, you, you kind of see the films laid out in front of you right now. If you're not, the Core Wars are really fun. And you get to do different things because you get the uh, Sins of the Star Sapphires, who... Okay, so the Sinestro Core is based off of fear. Whereas the Green Lantern Corps draw their strength from willpower, just sheer willpower. So that can be fun. Okay, so you have them do their thing. Then we introduce the Star Sapphires. Since the Star Sapphires, the Star Sapphires are basically jilted lovers and their power comes technically from love. But there's some stuff there that you can really play with and have fun with, especially because Carol Ferris, Hal Jordan's girlfriend ends up becoming a star sapphire and oh the drama that you could do with that because you introduce her in the first movie and then you have her turn into the bad guy in the second movie and then ooh drama 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 that could be fun then we have the rage of the red lanterns i think we have rage next no i think ancient orange is ancient orange next agent orange lar fleas is the greatest character in all of DC Comics. He, he to me, is the ultimate thing. Because he's not really a villain, because he doesn't do things. He, he's The orange ring is powered by greed. So there is only one orange lantern, because he's not sharing the power with anybody else. And he just hoards it. And he hoards whatever he can get into... And he's such a fun character. You could do so much with him because you could do him either really goofy, silly, like almost Deadpoolish, Or if you wanted to just make it different because you're DC and you're making movies, go dark and make it a horror movie where he's just stealing things and taking things and hoarding them. But think about it. If you start down the core wars, you eventually get to zombies. And Warner, there's nothing grim darkier than zombie Batman. Do it. Do it now. Now, the one thing that I don't want them to do with a new Green Lantern movie is another origin story movie. I think we can all agree that we're kind of over the origin story. There are ways to tell a hero's origin in course of another story. Captain Marvel did a very good job at that. So did Doc Strange. I don't just want an origin story. I mean, Abin Sewell and Hal Jordan, we got that movie already. I don't want that movie again. Or if you just want to do what would be your ultimate Hal Jordan trilogy, do the Parallax storyline. 
I've been saying this for years and I don't understand why they're not doing this. You want a movie arc? Okay. So we introduce Hal Jordan in movie one. He is a hero. Set him off to fight whoever you want him to fight. Let that go. Season two, episode two, movie two, whatever you want to call it. He gets possessed by this, the Aeon, the, uh, each of the energies in the Green Lantern Corps has a, an energy being that embodies that. And Parallax is the energy being that embodies fear. And he ends up possessing Hal Jordan and Hal Jordan goes crazy. And he goes crazy for a very good reason in the comic, though I doubt they'll do that in the movie, because, you know, that would involve them actually doing setup, and the one thing that we know that the DC movies just can't do is setup. Like, if it was a Marvel movie, this would be all in the works to get us there. Because, just to tell the story simply, Hal Jordan's hometown of Coast City ends up getting destroyed during an alien invasion, just completely destroyed, obliterated. And the Guardians will not let him use the power of the Green Lantern to bring it back. And so he goes just a wee bit crazy and starts killing off Guardians and starts trying to take the power for himself. He ends up killing off other Green Lanterns. And it's a whole thing. He ends up being possessed by Parallax and now has the power to basically destroy everything and just becomes this rage fear monster that is a supervillain in his own right. Then when he gets defeated, he gets killed and his spirit comes back as Spectre. And we have him trapped in this world forced to help people because he cannot go to his rest because of all of the bad that he did before he died. That is a fun story arc. You can use that to introduce so many characters that deserve movies like John Constantine can come in there. Swamp Thing can come in there. Dead man. So many wonderful dark parts of the DC comics universe that I don't understand why they don't use because they obviously want to be doing dark movies. I mean, I saw Man of Steel. I saw Batman v Superman. I saw Justice League. I saw Suicide Squad. And there you go. There's your trilogy. He ends up getting redeemed by the end of the third movie. Big, powerful scene. Roll credits. Is that dark enough for you, DC? Is that dark enough, Warner? Because I know you like the dark stories. You're pretending that you're going away from them because Shazam actually made you money and you're doing 1980s themed Wonder Woman because you are. And I'm fine with that. I would love to see you like have a sense of humor in your films. But I know deep down in your heart that's not what you want to do. You want to milk the misery of mankind. You want to make people suffer. And feed off of that sweet, sweet suffering so that you can grow strong in your villainy. And the best way to do that would be either to give us the core wars leading up to Darkest Night, Blackest Night, or to give us the Hal Jordan trilogy I just laid out. 
Now, are they going to do either one of those things? No. No, they're not. J.J. Abrams is going to come up with a weird mystery box. Probably not do the sequel, so somebody else will have to deal with his mystery box. And then, who knows what will happen after that. If if it even gets a sequel. Because that's the biggest problem that I have with being a fan of DC Comics right now. Is there's nobody home. Say what you will about Kevin Feige and his vision for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He at least has one. And he's made movies that have worked, that have been very good, that have been very entertaining, and that a lot of people have liked. He's told stories that go from film to film to film, that build on each other till you get something as amazingly epic as Infinity War and then Endgame. But no one is trying to do that over at DC. And I'm not saying that they need to do that. You can totally break up these characters and do smaller stories and not have to try to Avengers it. I'm fine with that. But there needs to be somebody home. There needs to be somebody there, like Greg Berlanti, over with everything that's going on in the Arrowverse, who has an idea, who has a vision, who is keeping things consistent and making sure that it works. Showrunners are important. And if we're going to be doing these serialized movies and these cinematic universes, the first thing you have to understand is you have to start looking at them as if you're doing really big TV shows. For that, you need a showrunner who has significant vision, who has the ability to project ideas into the future and see the potential of the characters in the movies that you're making. If you do that, you'll come up with something amazing. Or at least interesting. Zack Snyder was not that person. J.J. Abrams is not that person. But you need to find someone. (laughs) Someone. I'm not even going to name names, because I can think of a couple of people off the top of my head that might be good for the part, but I don't know. They don't... The people that came first and foremost into mind, they don't really have a lot of live-action movie experience. So I don't know if they would actually be good. Like, I got excited when they put Jeff Johns in charge and then didn't let him do anything because they're Warner Brothers and they're going to do what they want. Because at least he understands comics and he understands the characters a bit. And that would just be refreshing. The, The brilliance of what's going on over at Marvel is that they found people that love the source material and are wanting to make really good use of it and that's why those movies are as good as they are they're huge mega million dollar fan films that you can see the heart in them you can see how much people care about making these movies good DC I know you can find somebody out there who loves Batman who loves Superman you found somebody who loves Wonder Woman and look how well that worked out right you can do this I have faith in you but it sounds to me like you haven't learned your lesson 
And that's why J.J. Abrams is coming in. Because he's at least a big name that you that does different kind of stuff from what you got known for that people didn't like. So maybe, just maybe, you can get people excited again about going to your movies. I hope it's more than that. Because I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but I, I love me some a good Superman movie. I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, and I want the series done right. And hopefully this is the first step. I, I Well, I don't have a lot of faith in J.J. Abrams. I don't think he's going to make a crappy movie. So if he is being brought in, more power to him. I would love to know what you think. If you have any opinions on this, or any other questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, down in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. You'll have to sign in because we do not accept, you know, anonymous voice messages. Once you do, you leave me a message, keep it clean so I use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. I'm CE Dorset on both. I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to get better at the Instagram. I just have a lot of work on my plate. And my life's boring and doesn't have a lot of opportunities to take pictures in it, but I'm trying. If you got a buck and you think, hey, why not give it to Charlie? You can join the project by going into the show notes and clicking either the Patreon link or the community support link. Difference between the two is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. Then all you have to do is sit back and be awash in my gratitude. Thank you to everyone who does that. It really does mean the world to me. That is how I am planning on making a living from now on. You know, hopefully people still buy my books and stuff too, but by putting them out for free on the website, I'm hoping that people will enjoy them and contribute to the Patreon to help me keep writing them. Um, that's the goal, at least. We'll see how all this works out. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. Don't worry about it. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out immensely. Alrighty, so a lot going on. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.